The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. TheChairShot.com TheChairShot.com. Always. Always. Use your head. You are now listening to ChairShot Radio. Always use your head. Breaking news alert. Breaking news alert. Welcome to the midweek mainstay Chair Shot Radio Thursday's head trauma. Happy Mags Day. But we have breaking news here at the midweek mainstay headquarters HQ. And I'm going to go to our man on site, Mr. Mags. Can you tell the people what happened? Yes, yes, Ray, I can. I could tell you that. Uh... Former uh, NXT referee Drake Wirtz is a fucking asshole. Over. Thank you for your time. That's been <laughs> breaking news with the Midweek Mainstay. <laughs> Good morning. If you're listening to us in the morning, if you're not listening to us in the morning, happy Thursday or whenever you listen to this. Of course, this is the Midweek Mainstay, your weekly dose of some head trauma here at the Chair Shot Radio, Chair Shot Radio Network. It's your boy, Rance, a.k.a. Ray Cash. I got the pod father with me, the big fish. I got my brother, Max. There it is. Um, today has been a crazy day. As you know, we record this Wednesday evenings to give you the newest, best stuff, just in case we have some news to talk about. Mm-hmm. Wednesday was a hell of a news day, brother. Oof. The wrestling gods did provide for us. Man, wow. So, we... We clearly we didn't bury the lead. We joked about it, but we're gonna lead off because there's there's a lot we want to get to today, a lot of pertinent things, a lot of important things, a lot of big news. But Drake Words is gone. Mm-hmm. There was a, a list of NXT cuts, and we will talk about these cuts. But the first and foremost was Mr. Words. He finally got his release. He is no longer an employee of the WWE. And I would imagine he's none too happy about it. No, definitely, definitely not. Um, for for context, in case you uh, live under a rock and you don't know uh, why uh, everybody is, is happy that uh, this uh, NXT referee has been released, uh, let's take you back for a, a couple of weeks. He... Uh, He's, he's he's always been a kind of controversial person. There's always been rumours of him being a uh, a MAGA, and there's always been rumours of him being uh, having racist undertones. But a lot of that kind of came uh, to a head recently when he appeared in his uh, work clothes on a on a, a, a was it a conference call for a for a, a, a court appearance or something like that or a or a. In his- um, in his work clothes, backstage at his workplace, mm-hmm. and he called into a, a, a commissioner's or county court hearing 
Mm-hmm. Um, it was basically so some municipalities in in America don't have like the the county doesn't have a mayor or um, what do they call them up there? I just whatever they call them up there. Um, I can't remember it. But they have a commissioner's court and a court judge, and those group that grouping runs the county. He called into one of those meetings, and go ahead. Yeah, so he he then started to uh, spout off about the the risks of people still wearing masks, uh, and then he went into some QAnon bullshit about how masks feed into uh, child abduction and and exploitation. Uh, Yeah, he just went child sex trafficking. Yes, exactly, child sex trafficking. Uh, uh, The the theory that he had was that masks cover people's identity and that they can uh, they can. around committing these crimes uh, so he hates luchadors yeah pretty much (laughs) I mean it would not surprise me Uh, but the the fact that he believed it so much that he actually started crying uh, in this meeting uh, drew a lot of heat uh, backstage uh, and since he had his release earlier earlier on today uh, Fightful has reported that there's uh, there's actually been heat on him for quite a while uh, backstage uh, uh, recently he was actually demoted from uh, being the head NXT referee mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and he was actually brought back this week to, to, to referee and, and then obviously he's been cut later on today you know, you you just said that he was brought back. We need to mention he was banned from the CWC for about a he month was. because he wouldn't mm-hmm. he wouldn't wear a mask, he wouldn't get vaccinated, and just all out foolishness. And then all the 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 backstage it was, story. It was, it was criticizing uh, wrestlers uh, who were getting vaccinated, uh, even if yep. even if they weren't. COVID vaccinations, even if it was just simple flu shots, he was criticising them for for uh, believing in vaccination. He was criticising them for wearing masks. Um, there was an issue at backstage after uh, takeover in your house last year. Uh, Triple H oh, gave oh, oh. a gave a speech about uh, how um, uh, Black Lives Matters and saying that all races and religions were welcome. Uh, and as soon as the word religion was mentioned, uh, Drake uh, is alleged to have aggressively gathered all his stuff and, and walked out of the, of, of the meeting. Um, and there's also been uh, a recent issue where um, another released uh, talent today, Ezra Judge, um, mm-hmm. he was going to whoop on that ass uh, because... Uh, Drake was was apparently incredibly racist, and uh, a lot of uh, a lot of the NXT uh, bosses were were alerted to issues that that Drake had with uh, people of color. So the guy has had uh, a lot of uh, heat backstage, and yep. he he kind of like doubled down on that by uh, politically playing and trying to kind of uh, position himself for 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 high ranking jobs. Uh, within the, within the company, uh, and that he was he was more than willing to kind of snitch on other people to kind of push his way to the to the front of the queue in uh, in terms of uh, positions in within NXT. So yeah, it's a uh, it seems like he's been a very toxic uh, person in not only the yeah. locker room but in the in the CWC in general. So it's a, a really good thing that. Uh, that the guy's been caught. You never want to see a family uh, out of work and you never want to see people uh, uh, having to, to uh, basically struggle to put food on the table. But the fact is, 
actions have consequences. Uh, yes. It's all well and good saying, yes, you have freedom of speech, but you do not have freedom from consequences. And Drake's consequences have caught up with him. Beautifully said for a person not even from this country. That's fantastic. Because <laughs> so many people are confused about... It's funny that people... The first thing when people hear the First Amendment is they'll be like, freedom of speech. Well, one... Freedom of speech is only for the government, meaning that I can say shit about the government and not get arrested or, or, or my head cut off for it. And two, but you forget about the freedom to petition or the freedom to protest. Hmm. Secondly, let me say this. I am myself a Christian man. Sorry, the Mandalorian calling. Uh, my bag. Grogu <laughs> needs to holler at his boy real fast. Um, I am religious. I'm more spiritual nowadays, but I am religious. I'm a pastor's son. Mm -hmm. But I also realize fucking real life shit, right? I I admire the fact that Drake Wirtz, who if you don't know, lived another life as Drake Younger, deathmatch legend. When I say legend, I mean like sick Nick Mondo, John Zandig, like Justice Payne. He's up there with those names, right? Um... And he changed his life, got better, much not too dissimilar from how Sean did, even though they're drastically different people. Found God, got his life together. I, I admire that. But to fall into the delusion that you have fallen into mm-hmm. and to tell yourselves the, the ridiculous things you are telling yourselves because they're not true and they're not hard to find out they're not true. Like, the me wearing a mask can be equated to me possibly being a child sex trafficker it's just or me the, wearing a mask can stretches can, of imagination to get from point a to point b is just it's beyond a joke it is and he equates it to his to his faith and to me that's the part that's insulting to me because like a, a, a idiot gonna be an idiot and a fool gonna be a fool and, and stupid people gonna say stupid shit all the time right and he he has a bit of a following. So sure, his power may hold some words. But ultimately, most the majority of us know when somebody's stupid saying some stupid shit. But it's when you add it with the religion that makes it dangerous because there's going to be people that rock with the whole religious thing and may not rock with that, but they'll rock with that side and then that'll win them over. Because if he can be, if he can be won over by delusions of, of not even grandeur, of ridiculousness, there's clearly some other people that can too. You you spoke about the the hearing that he called into or the meeting. He got a standing not a standing ovation, but he got a round of applause for the shit he was saying. Who do you think was clapping? Exactly. Exactly. The same kind of idiots that believe the 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 stupid conspiracy theories. I mean, oh, if you don't want to wear a mask, honestly, and there's not going to be anything that people can do to force you. Nope. But to to spout stuff like yeah, masks lead to um, lead to uh, child sex trafficking. Come on, that is the most ridiculous leap. That because there was no child sex trafficking before masks were about that. That no, was not a thing. No, yeah, not it's just the ridiculousness of, of some of the things that he he was clearly sucking into to believe in. Um, and he's got his comeuppance, unfortunately. Um, well, not yeah. unfortunately, absolutely fortunately. Um, it's unfortunately but, to me because I don't ever want anybody to lose their job. But one more thing, and I want you to finish. I'm, I know I stopped you. I'm sorry. I don't ever want anybody to lose their job, but I want you to understand that the reason why people are happy today 
And some people just really don't give a fuck. But people who give a fuck, the reason why they're happy today is because it's one thing if you lose your job, but the only thing you can do in your life, right? If the only thing you've been trained to do is to be a farmer and then your crops die, that's a sad, sad situation. The only thing you were raised to do is to do be a machinist and work in a factory and you lose your job. That is heartbreaking. He's a wrestling ref. There's a million different things he can do. It's entertainment. He can find other jobs. And I know that may be a little harsh, but I mean, I think it's a fair take. I think I didn't mean to cut you off, man. No, it's fine. I was just, uh, I was just wanted to, uh, to um, get off him because there was, there was more releases today. Uh, it was kind of almost like a mini uh, black Wednesday again. And um, and it was in, it was in the works because remember, I don't think any NXT guys got cut the last no, cut they had. No, they didn't. Um, some interesting names got cut. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go through now. So the, the, the first one, Alexander Wolf, uh, which is re- I think he's the most interesting because he was actually on NXT TV last night um, in in a, a losing effort and then was kicked out of uh, of Imperium, yeah. which I thought was maybe leading to a, a storyline there. But obviously that was kind of like his uh, his goodbye from the company. Um, there's yeah, a couple some... things there. Mm-hmm. There's a couple things there with Wolf. For one. Unfortunately, as as good as Wolf has shown himself that he can be, and has as much of a wild card as he can be, he was always beholden or ne- unnecessary secondary character, right? So he needed Sanity to be that guy, and then before that he needed Fulton to be that guy, and then he needed Killian to be that guy once Eric Young got released, and then he needed Imperium to be that guy when he was never able to just be him. And that's a failure of the company and maybe slightly a failure of himself. But it's interesting to me that they they advertised it was supposed to be Wolf versus Killian Dane last week and it didn't do it. And I don't know if it was because of timing. The excuse they gave in, in kayfabe was he wasn't cleared. The motherfucker was cleared. I wonder if there was like a, all right, man, we appreciate you. We're going to get this last match. But it's, it's, it's like I, I feel like there was something behind that. More yeah. than just a randomly, he's gone today. And I'm sure he'll pop up on some random podcaster uh, bad mouth in the company. As as, as long as it's not Jericho. <laughs> uh, then uh, one that actually I thought was a, a quite a big shock, uh, Kavita Devar. Um, someone who was going to be a huge star for the for the much lauded break into India that we've uh, that uh, WWE have been looking to do for the past few years. Um, yeah, um, interesting that that uh, that she got cut. Much, very very potential laden, but spent practically her entire time with the company injured. Mm-hmm. At a certain point, there's only stuff so much yeah. you can do. And since then, they have grown such a massive base in India. She wasn't necessary to continue the growth. They already got some mm. other Indian women there, and mm. they'll they'll bring her back. She'll yeah. be the first person to, to when they get the performance center in Dubai, in not Dubai, in New Delhi or wherever it is. She'll be one of the first people out there. So she's not gone forever. Okay. So then next, another shocker because she seems like. Um, she was only in there for a cup of coffee. Brandy Lauren, um, yeah, someone who 
I don't even think she got any kind of a any kind of like in ring time at uh, no, NXT. Never got so match, no. that there seems to be more to that story uh, than than meets the eye. Maybe she uh, it just wasn't the right fit for her. Maybe she wasn't uh, uh, working to the 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 uh, WWE style of wrestling. Who knows? But uh, I'm sure she'll pick up uh, work somewhere. I would not be surprised if she's not first on on AW's uh, hit list. She is, and I, I don't ever want to just to like to not live with a woman's talent, but she's fine as fuck. She is. So, unfortunately, knowing the patriarchy of the country we live in, she going to get work. If she, could, if she can find any way to, to continue to just grow a little bit, she's always going to find work. What's going to be the mark of her being a great wrestler is if she can become a good enough worker to make people say she's fine as fuck second and not first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, next, uh, another referee. Uh, and actually this was a, a little bit of a shock. Jake Clemens only just uh, yeah. signed for the, uh, for the company in October was part of a quite a decent storyline on, on main roster where he was a, a corrupt referee um, and seemed to be kind of like getting his feet under the table at uh, NXT. Uh, so that's an interesting quote. He's uh, recently put out a tweet saying thank you. So um, yeah. he's he's certainly kind of uh, happy for the for the opportunity. But we'll we'll definitely have to see where he goes. Next one, um, Ezra Judge, someone again who didn't really get a a, a real shake of uh, of the stick there at uh, NXT, uh, but he's a super super talented wrestler. And I'm sure uh, he'll have no issue. Uh, getting talent and also props to him for for threatening to whoop Drake uh, Wurtz's ass. Yes, EJ Induka, and he mm-hmm. used to be a bodybuilder and he played uh, football, arena football. I don't think he ever made it to the to the league, but he's jacked. He looks great. I'm sure he'll get another shot somewhere else. He has a lot of potential, but unfortunately, because NXT is not just a brand, nor is it just developmental, it is a confluence of the two there is a lot of people who don't get a chance to get used and until the evolve show starts to come out until they get that going and until they get more no touring there's no largo loops these people aren't working so ultimately it's either be used or just be happy just kind of sitting waiting until you can get some work a lot of people that might not be cool and he's just been there a few years so i get it i just i wish him the best yeah and the next two are actually two really interesting cuts. Uh, first one, uh, Jessamine Duke, yeah. one of the, the MMA four horsewomen. Um, yeah, that's a, an interesting one. Uh, she's been there for a, a while, two, three years. Yep. Um, for me, I don't three think years. she's ever... I don't think she, I think out of all the four I mean she was the one who was maybe not as interested in wrestling as as the rest she didn't seem to have uh, have come on as a as a talent uh, I think the last time I remember seeing her on TV she was taking some um kendo stick shots and she she oversold them to ridiculous points um but she's been doing really well on twitch uh getting a, a massive following gaming and uh there has been reports that that she said she uh just wasn't interested in wrestling and, and, and was looking for a way out anyway so maybe that's a case of she wanted to leave so the the company give her a give her a due i'm glad you brought that up because i was gonna say she said that in an interview that interview not too long ago also, there was an interview, I think, with Triple H, maybe one of the media scrums he does before a takeover, 
when he said that uh, Jessamine was signed to Up, Up, Down, Down. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was interesting because she's the only person who's on Up, Up, Down, Down and not technically wrestling. I don't know if she still will be after this. I'm not sure. Um, but it's interesting because you say she might be the least interested in wrestling. She was by far the biggest wrestling fan of the four before this. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a there's a, a world of difference between being a fan of watching wrestling and and taking part in the ring. Um, maybe and she a, just didn't get it the way that other people did. Yeah, uh, I mean, we haven't seen a lot of Marina Shafir now, but uh, from from the little bits that we have seen, where she's kind of took to it uh, a little bit better than Jessamine has, and plus also she's married to Roddy Strong, so one of the that, ten best wrestlers in the world. Uh, yes. Yeah. And 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 then obviously with Rhonda, she's a, a she's a maid woman. Whenever she wants to come back, they'll welcome her with open arms. And and uh, Shayna Baszler has tucked to wrestling like a, an absolute duck to water. So it's a, it's going to be a shame we're not going to get that fabled four horsewomen versus four horsewomen story, which I thought would have been absolute money. But ah uh, 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 not so fast. There is another four horsewomen. There is another member of that four horsewomen stable. And nobody ever talks about Natalia. Mm-hmm. While yeah. she isn't considered one of that those four, she's always been the fifth. She's the one that trained most of them. She is close with every single one of them, and she could pop in and fill that that fourth spot easily and give them. Because if you put, come on, man, let's be real. Let's be let's be let's be real here, right? Ronda and Shanna, yes. You could have built them up. To, they're, they're equals, I think, with Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, and Bailey. Mm-hmm. Okay? But you would have had to build Marina and Jessamine up to be the best tag team in the world to and, make and, it even kind of equal. And that was always going to be the issue. The issue yep. was how quickly they could get Marina and Jessamine to a level where they could be carried to a decent match against the the four elite level WWE uh, talents. Um, And it seems that maybe they were just never going to get there with Jessamine because the interest just wasn't there. Um, So you leave money on the table, but it is what it is. Uh, And then the last one, um, probably the most... Speaking of sexy. Yeah, probably the the most shocking for me um, because she has been around in NXT and and WWE for what seems like forever. Uh, Vanessa Bourne. not ever one of the the kind of like high level talents, but always kind of a really good person to if you want to build a feud uh, and you need uh, you need an enhancement talent. She did some good stuff with uh, with with the Robert Stone brand. She actually recently got called up to SmackDown, I believe, um, uh, but, almost a year ago. Yeah, yeah, but uh, was was used very very sparingly, and, and then now she's been uh, she's been let go. That's a that is a big shock, and I think she. She could be someone who, who will thrive somewhere else. Well, that's why that's why it's not a shock to me. It's not a shock to me because, and I wouldn't be surprised if Santana Garrett falls behind this, and Santana's fantastic. But she falls in that Chelsea Green spot where they had an idea, they called her up, they took her off of everything she was doing in NXT because, it, remember, it was her and Aaliyah were technically, they started that Robert Stone brand thing. And then she got called up, and Aaliyah was by herself, which is why Robert Stone got put with her. Um, so yeah, I don't, I, I'm not shocked at all. I'm surprised she lasted this long because when you, when you're put in limbo for that long, 
either the company don't got nothing for you and they're going to let you go, or the second you can get free, you want to get free. I disagree with you one more thing. I don't know that she loves wrestling enough to keep it, to keep going and try to do other companies. I'm not saying she doesn't love it, because clearly you can't do it to the level she did it and not love it. But I don't know if it was a career for her outside of... Some of these people, some people, and this is no diss, because Vanessa Bourne is fantastic. I'm a huge fan of hers. But some people are WWE robust because she didn't come. She didn't come from a wrestling background. She wasn't an independent wrestler. I don't even think she was a wrestling fan growing up. She was a cheerleader and a dancer and a TV personality who got a tryout, looks great, in shape, was taught how to wrestle. If she would have made it, then yes, maybe she would have done a career out of it. But I don't see this being long term for her. I see her going back to TV and go back to hosting. Yeah, perhaps. You know? yeah. So I don't see her running the. I don't see her going to IZW in Phoenix because she's from Phoenix. Shout out to Greg DeMarco working I mean, the Greg, indies. Get a booked. Get a booked. Hey, why you playing? It ain't hard. I bet bet money they stay down the street from each other because I, I've lived in Phoenix. Phoenix, Scottsdale, and Glendale are right around the corner. So, but uh, yeah, more power to it. I love her. She's fantastic. Um, and we are still, it's May, right? We're still in Asian American and Pacific, uh, Islander heritage month. She's Samoan. So shout out to Vanessa. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, some interesting releases there by, by WWE slash NXT. Uh, but that ain't the only, uh, breaking news that we've had in the wrestling world today. Um, AEW, uh, coming out with some news of their own. Um, the for a long, long while, uh, AW teased a second program on on Turner. Um, then we thought that maybe it would have been Dark switching over from from YouTube, and then Dark Elevation come round, and this kind of like myth, uh, mythical program just didn't seem to uh, rise. Uh, but uh, an announcement of a new deal has come out for for AW. Um, Dynamite is going to be moving from TNT. Uh, in January 2022, moving to TBS. Now, uh, being from this side of the pond, I don't, uh, I don't quite grasp how big of a deal that is. But I'm sure, uh, I'm sure Ray will be able to tell me uh, whether it's kind of a sideways move or whether it's a huge move up. There's a little bit of both. There is a lot of lateral movement. There is a lot of positive, amazingly positive growth. And then there's some room for concern. It's all three. So let's talk about the good first. The fact that they got re-upped for more money. They renegotiated the deal. $175 million over four years. That is, is fantastic. Deal? That mm-hmm. is fantastic. So you will be seeing AEW on your TV screens at least until 2025? That's brilliant. Yeah. So, yes, the, you can end the conversation there and be like, you won. They won. On top of that, they are going to revive kind of the the vibe for, of the Clash of the Champions shows. They're not naming them that. Am I saying they are? No. Oh, yeah. For but, a, a quarterly special. Every, every one, one every quarter. So, yeah, that'll be cool. The beauty of that is you can still run your big four shows, Revolution, Double or Nothing, Full Gear, and All In, or All Out. And you they'll be on pay-per-view, and you still can book. You can these shows are gonna be pay-per-view-esque. Yeah. So you have more opportunities for supercards 
Because look at Blood and Blood and Guts is just a random ass Wednesday. Now you can build to a proper supercard. Mm-hmm. I think that's fantastic. Ends on Big TNT. Let's talk about the lateral. Let's talk about how lateral it is. Turner Networks own four four channels. They own TNT, which is Turner Network Television, TBS, Turner Broadcasting System. They own True TV, and there's one other channel they own, Pursuit or something like that. But those are the main ones, right? TNT has long become the well, TBS was first. TBS was the first show. TBS was called the Superstation. Mm-hmm. And then TNT came later. They've kind of branded both channels differently. TNT has become the drama and the sports channel. So NBA on TNT with the best sports, um, the best sports uh, studio show inside the NBA in the world, right? On top of that, now they just got the hockey, the hockey deal for damn near a billion dollars, right? Mm-hmm. So. That's that. That ain't going nowhere. I think they also got Olympics. They got a lot of shit. Turner's killing. TBS was always known as the kind of the comedy channel. So like you'll see a Family Guy and American Dad and Big Bang Theory and their uh, original comedy shows on TBS. Now, moving from TNT to TBS and just from a number standpoint is lateral because they sh- they have about the same amount of homes. TN- TBS may have a million more, but they're in the same amount of homes. The difference is in the perception of the channels. The perception of the channels is that TBS is a lesser network. So I remember when you were explaining to me the difference between ITV4 and BT Sport. IT- BT Sport gets to many more people, but you have to subscribe to it, whereas ITV4 is free, but it's looked at as a lesser channel. Do I have mm-hmm. it kind of correct? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's spot on. Both of these are cable networks, and they're right next to each other. 1108 for me is TNT. 1109, I'm sorry, 1110, because we have the Western, the West, West Coast feed. 1110 is TBS. So they're right next to each other. So it's not a big issue. It's the perception of the networks. So then that brings in advertising. That brings in the fact that they've had to move. And yes, they were able to frame this as a big move, but they're moving because they got kicked out of their spot because of hockey. That's just what it is. Now, yeah. again, nobody's dissing them, but facts are facts. They would never move. They would have never have moved if hockey wasn't coming. Mm-hmm. So the 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 part about the bad part is we know AEW's diehards are going to follow. Know that. Will this stifle their growth? Because people want Jones to go to TN, TBS to watch new shit. They go to TNT for that. TNT is branded as the big channel because that's a channel I can go see Charles Barkley and Shaq on and LeBron's on two times a night. We got the basketball on Thursday and and and, and Tuesday and Thursday. The AEW was marketed as a new sports league. So just like on, on Fox, you got Fox Sports with um, uh, college football on Thursdays. Uh, SmackDown on Fridays, college football on Saturdays, and the football on Sundays, they market that as a block, right? TNT has that. Basketball on Tuesdays, AEW on Wednesdays, and then one championship, Thursday, bing, bing, bang, boom. Will the perception change, and will you be able to grow? Because we know you got 850,000 consistent. Mm-hmm. Can you continue to grow? Will you keep the people that 
you got when NXT moved? That's a real question. They feel confident, I'm sure. And they, so maybe to offset the advertising dollars they may or may not lose, they got more collateral money. So I don't know if it matters in the long run, but it's a legitimate conversation and a concern. Yeah, and it raises another kind of point for me is just how uh, AEW and wrestling in general is looked at um, across Turner because it seems that, that, that TNT was, like you said, the, the kind of sports-based channel, and now uh, AEW is being moved away from that onto um, the, the kind of sitcom slash uh, mm-hmm. comedy channel, um, the, an entertainment channel almost. Um mm-hmm. Is is AEW because I'm sure that if they wanted to keep this on TNT, they could have found another time slot, another day. Uh, they could have juggled around the the, the schedule to fit in uh, the 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 hockey and the basketball and and still add uh, AEW on 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 a on a day. But the the fact that it switched to a, a, a channel that is not known for the the for sports is an interesting to me. It it, it kind of like tells me that that maybe uh, Turner doesn't see wrestling as sport and he sees it as entertainment. There is something to that. Because I think when you spoke about Zed Nauseam, AEW lied on their build about a lot of things. And that's not, again, that's not me hating. That's just a fact. They said a lot of things that were purposefully not true. One of them being they were going to be sport-based. They're not. They're more or they're more entertainment based in WWE at some points. However, I don't think that this was a T it was a Turner move. I think Tony said if you're going to if we can't have Wednesday, just move us to the other channel. Mm-hmm. Reason being, let's look at this analytically here. When you're running episodic television 52 weeks out of the year, you don't want to move days in the middle of the in the middle of the year. You don't no. want to do half half a you want to do half the year on a Wednesday and the half the year on a Saturday, a Saturday or whatever. Because you want to be at the same will, time. You will lose audience. You will use one hundred percent. So they need to be on the same night. Looking factually, forget hockey before hockey ever happened. You cannot have Thursday. That is the day for basketball. Basketball is from from October to. They don't have the finals, so let's say late May. That's, That's three quarters chunk. of the year. Mm-hmm. They also built up now what they have basketball also on Tuesdays. Okay, mm-hmm. so now Tuesdays and Thursdays are gone. You already have Wednesday. You're having to move from the spot. So that leaves you Monday or Friday. Well, who's on Mondays or Fridays? Raw and SmackDown. So then your only other opportunity is. You want to have your main show on a Saturday? So the best well, option well, is nobody watches TV. Nobody gonna watch. Now don't get me wrong. I would I would be the one person who would be most likely to watch them. I would watch AW every Saturday if they were on Saturdays because there's never anything on anyway, and I'm at home. Yeah. But the best bet, I'm and Tony Khan is a very he's he may be a shitty general manager, but he's a good businessman. He knew the move is let's make this look like we got asked to move to this channel and got a raise and we're this is a bigger deal for us. Mm-hmm. And instead, we're really being demoted, which is, the, again, factually 
they are being demoted. And you, all you people at home say, well, they got more channels. Sure. Huh? Who gives a fuck? Look at the ratings. Nobody watches the shows on that channel compared to TNT. It's factual evidence. Factual. They got demoted, but he was so smart, he flipped it where everybody thinks it's a big up for them. And it is because you got new content with the four quarterly shows. You got you finally got your second show, AEW Rampage. Which that's I, gonna that's, be that's gonna debut this year as well on TNT before relocating when Dynamite relocates next year. And it's gonna debut, I believe, the Friday before all in or all out or 13th of August. Apparently it's going to debut. Yeah. So like, that's smart, smart, smart. And then you got the re-up. So you got paid to go to a lesser show. So mm-hmm. it's no different. What it basically is, is saying if Ronaldo said, nah, man, I ain't, I ain't kicking it with, with, uh, Barcelona, bro. Send me down there to, uh, send me, send me down there to, I, I don't know, Madrid pep prep or whatever it is. I don't know the, 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 the clubs out there, you know what I'm oh, saying? You, you tried, you did try. <laughs> you know, Madrid, Madrid prep, Madrid FC, and let me get this and give me this raise, and I'm gonna be good. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the the fact is, AEW. The the good point from this is AEW is sticking around for four more years. We as a as a wrestling community needed that to happen because it, it's more wrestling, more competition, uh, more right. eyes on the product. Uh, Rampage. Uh, I'm interested to see what that's what that's going to be. Whether it's going to be like a uh, the kind of like thunder to uh, a, a Dynamite's Nitro, perhaps. Whether it's going to be a totally different thing. It's getting. It's gonna be the goddamn same thing, Max. Stop! Come on, man. Don't lie to the people. It's going to be getting to the point of saturation for me because you've already got two hours of dynamite, then two hours of dark, then two hours of dark elevation, then going to be another hour of rampage. You're talking seven plus hours of AW wrestling. Uh, that's a hell of a lot when you when you see that WWE gets grief for having two hours of SmackDown and three hours of Raw and then two hours of NXT. AEW AEW quickly catching up, quickly catching up with it. You forgot the most important their most important time slot of the of the week. BTE. That's where all their <laughs> stories get told. Yeah. <laughs> You've got a lot of homework to do, AEW fans. But uh, all in all, uh, whether the, whether the switch is good or bad, the fact is they've got a huge payoff for for doing the switch. If That's they can if, if if they can bring the audience with them, if they can grow an audience, I mean, they may be able to grow like, an audience with leadings from the likes of Big Bang Theory uh, sticking around and watching uh, AEW. Perhaps who knows? Who knows? Uh, but well, while I bazinga. Watch, why don't you watch John Moxley bazinga this next match? What? What? <laughs> I mean, have we, I'm sure on, on TBS, is it not Impractical Jokers as well? Uh, they could Jokers have it is... leading from Impractical Jokers. That would be absolutely fine. Yeah, but I don't think that's the Crossover with anymore. Q and uh, and Joe Gaye on, on AW banging. I'd watch that all day long. Peter Griffin has got... We are, dog, so look, we're not going to talk zombies on this show. We're going to talk zombies on the edge. Mm-hmm. But for all the people hating on zombies, what was y'all when Best Friends came out as Rick and Morty? 
<laughs> and when they had a a a, a fight about a, a a man cabinet, or or Luchasaurus and his little buddy Jungle Boy versus literally a dinosaur, right? <laughs> I might even gonna shout her out. Hi, uh, <laughs> versus Bear Country, which was directly sponsored by Godzilla versus Kong. Mm-hmm. Hey man, come on, man. The amount of Godzilla vs. Kong references in that commentary was was ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> good, wow. business, good business, and good business never said it was a good product. Yeah, I mean, I, there is one thing about the zombies that I do want to touch on: the amount of people giving Dave Batista grief for that because it was sponsored. It, it was sponsored by uh, it was the Army of the Dead, which is his film, and his yes. retort onto it was brilliant. Was I didn't fucking book the zombies. I'm on a fly. I couldn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, tweet Vince. What I got to do with this? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, man. And for the record, we are not endorsing zombies. That was trash. That was pure garbage. However, set the, I, I get what y'all doing because I, I missed this, by the way, Mags. I, I didn't see the article or the news item that WWE or somebody in the, the somebody on the brass of WWE said that blood and guts set the business back thirty years. I didn't see that. So when I heard them saying it about zombies, I was like, "Y'all out your mind!" And then I realized they were trying to yeah. to get back. Yeah, it was, I think it was Jericho that, that basically said this has set the business uh, back thirty years. And I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know who in WWE said that uh, that Blood and Guts set the business back thirty years. Probably I don't think some... they announced who it was. Nobody didn't. No, was, there was, was there's no. Be, there's been name, no name attached. Uh, it'll probably just be a salty writer trying to suck up to Vince. Uh, there was an interesting um, story that I heard recently, and I'll, I'll be spilling the beans. Uh, I do. I do a podcast as well with uh, James from That Nineties Wrestling Podcast, and he he's uh, an expert at, at, at scoring top quality interviews with with uh with wrestling talent and getting really good stories and he's got an upcoming uh uh chat with tj wilson um oh that's a big interview it, he's it really uh, is and probably the most popular agent backstage in wwe nowadays yeah i mean he he was the agent for for sasha versus bianca belair so and that absolutely killed it, WrestleMania. But he, one of the stories that that he's got is uh, James asked him about uh, what is Vince's thoughts on AEW. Does he ever mention it? And he said, uh, in all the production meetings that he's ever been in with Vince, and he's in production meetings pretty much on a daily basis. Um, yeah. He says Vince has only ever mentioned it one time, and it's it, they they just they. The the only time he was mentioned was oh yeah we don't want another uh, we don't want another Monday Night Wars we better keep our eyes on 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 this and and then that's been it no, he's never mentioned it ever again since so um, and it, that kind of tallies with with what Eric Bischoff recently said in an interview that yes. uh, that it's 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 like comparing chalk and cheese between AEW and and WWE they're just not on the same landscapes at all uh, and they won't be for a, a long long while. But Max, the demos, but the demos are so similar. The demos. The demos can be as similar as you want, but when you have the the revenue streams that WWE have, that's the difference. The the, the there's one thing that that I know is going to bat AW in the arse when 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 they get a, a bigger and bigger company. 
giving uh, the letting wrestlers wrestle under names that they already wrestled under before, which gives them yep. intellectual rights, uh, paying for uh, music, um, just not oh, yeah. not not locking down every single bit of a revenue stream that, that is possible. We give WWE grief for changing wrestlers' names when they sign them, but that is done for a reason. So that wrestler's name can be marketed and sold and is the property of WWE. So they can print merchandise, sell T-shirts, do... Um, um, Cameos. Um, everything yeah but it's because it's a wwe property aw yep. don't have those multitude of this wwe make revenue that aw haven't even thought about as revenue yet um oh, yeah and that's why they're a billion dollar company um and and the the demos are, are, are equal to to aw it shows that the demos don't really mean a lot because wwe is still raking in five times more than this aw deal which is a phenomenal deal but wwe made five times that amount of money for their back catalog from peacock and that was one deal i will say this that's not a fair comparison it's true but it's not a fair comparison the fair comparison is nxt has a brand new show got $30 million a year and uh, and uh, AEW has a brand new show got ad rights. <laughs> and then they got re-ups. Once they're like, oh yeah, this might work. Um, so, but for the, for the record, for the demos, the only reason that the demos matter is one, because it's the one thing they went in and that's just, we just being honest. But two, and more pertinently, that's what the advertisers look at. But what people fail to and one of the smartest human beings I've ever talked to or ever followed. I follow the shit out of him. He's the person that I go to for my wrestling finance news. Brandon Thurston from WrestleNomics. Yes. The one thing he refuses to acknowledge and other people f- refuse to acknowledge, and he's the closest to it, is that don't matter how good the demos are, if wrestling, if advertisers don't believe in wrestling in general. Mm-hmm. So, like, it'd be different if this was, like, I don't know, Premier League coming up, MLS trying to come over to Europe for Premier League and the demos are similar. I go because they believe in sports. We know people are going to buy. You know, (laughs) wrestling advertising has never worked. There's no point having a a 0.5 demo if all you can sell is flex tape because they're not going to buy. (laughs) Do you you understand what I mean? If you can't get like. Snickers or um, like some insurance companies getting involved or some really big spenders. Mattel. Mattel. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. I was like, what are you doing? And you know what? They are so lucky. Uh, Tony Khan, the Khan family owns two other sports franchises and TNT put their necks out on the line for them. Otherwise, they wouldn't have none of that. So, by the way, Apparently the 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 full version of Wild Thing will debut tonight for John Moxley, and I got to say I hate it, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. I actually liked his old his his, his standard AW theme. I love that music, his standard AW uh, theme, and the Death Rider theme in, in New Japan are fire. Mm-hmm. I don't hate Wild Thing as a song. It Last just doesn't week, fit him. It doesn't fit him in his cadence and the way he walks. I get the the thinking behind the theme. That's who he is as a person, sure. Last week made sense because it was a shout-out to Atushio Anita when Yuji Nagata's back on the show. 
I get that. That was heartfelt, you know, even though Anita ain't dead yet. You know, like, I <laughs> I feel you. I'm with it. Just, but just, like, you know, and and he's he's going overboard. Like, I get the Jungle Boy thing. The, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Sure. I don't even like Orange Cassidy's thing. Like, you're going a little too far now, bro. <laughs> and then people say, well, but they pulled out the big bucks. Did, do you know Alter Bridge is like a top band? Rev Theory? These are bands that headline festivals. Cult of Personality? By Living Color? Do you know that was the number one song in like 89? You think Vince ain't spending money on regular themes? What? Wale just did Big E's theme. Mm-hmm. You think he did it for free? That's what we're talking about. Oh, but he got big themes. What about every single year when we get a WrestleMania theme? Oh, well, that's well, all three of them, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Look, we need, okay, we need to take a break. Mm-hmm. We got one more part of the show, and I got to put a commercial in because we got bills to pay. Um, but I got the power father on with me. We got to talk some MMA. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to come back, finish the show off with that. Um, of course, you're listening to Chair Shot Radio, your midweek mainstay. Please go to www.prowrestlingtees.com slash thechairshot and uh, embark upon a purchase or two or ten of some of your very best favorite wrestling shirts and merchandise. Uh, we got it all for you, big dog. Go get it all. You know, uh, we got Jesus did the job. We got the original Chair Shot shirt. We got the Corona shirt. The hashtag journalism. Hashtag journalism. You know, we got it all. Very, very apropos wrestling. for today. Oh, yeah. Oh, because, yeah, <laughs> we journalism well today. <laughs> <laughs> we journalists. We, 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 hey, we went to journalism for this. Shout out to Billy Kay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, well, so we're going to take a break and y'all going to get some commercials and listen to some cool advertisements, and hopefully go buy some shirts, and we're going to come back and finish the show. We'll be right back. Sponsored by the Outsider's Edge, the Total Package Series. Ten metrics, five weeks, one series. Join me, Ray Cash, and Carl Irvin as we break down the Total Package only on thechairshot.com. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. 
Go to powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot, get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Sir, UFC 262, I believe? 262, yes. Did you enjoy it? Uh, I thought it was one of the better uh, numbered pay-per-views that we've had in a, in quite a while. Um, three had a lot to live up to, though. Had a lot to live up to. Yeah, and 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 the the number, the actual number of pay-per-views usually for me kind of fall flat because you're talking about the elite versus the elite. These mm-hmm. these uh, they they tend to cancel each other out uh, in terms of, of how top draw their their talent is, and sometimes it, it can lead to. Um, for for the casual fan, at least, uh, boring facts. Uh, for me uh, and for for Carlos, definitely not so much because we love the kind of like the technical aspect. Uh, but you you do tend to find on on the the regular fight nights uh, when you've got the more hungrier uh, newer fighters, they take a lot more chances. You get a lot more kind of like uh, action in that. But this this event certainly didn't um, fail to live up to to expectations. Three major talking points come out of it for me. Um, the first, uh, poor Tony Ferguson. Um, oh boy, yeah. I I love the guy. I think he's uh he's definitely a couple of uh sandwiches short of a picnic now. Uh, uh, I think he's really kind of struggling mentally, and this is now his first first time in his career he's ever lost three on the bounce. Um, and he's yeah, it, it it's hard to under to see where he goes from this because. Uh, much love to Benal Dariush. Uh, I think he's a, 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 a an amazing fighter, but he's not the top name draw that a Justin Gaethje is or that a Conor McGregor is. And yeah. for for Tony to be totally outclassed by him, um, it, yeah. it's hard to see where Tony now fits in into this. Uh, it just seems maybe time and injury and headshots has caught with Tony, and and maybe it's. Uh, it's 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 a case of maybe cutting him before he he does himself some major damage, uh, which is he's, a shame. He's Chuck Liddell. Mm-hmm. Give him a job and get him out the damn cage. Cause it's one thing to lose. People lose every day. B. He getting his ass beat. Yeah. And he's not gonna give up. So he's gonna go to full three rounds or five rounds, depending on what the fight is. The 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 the. I mean, I don't want to say the good thing, but the in, the the interesting thing is he's gonna have a quite a long layoff, so he's got plenty of time to uh, to um, kind of get his head together because um, in that second round when he was locked in in that heel hook, that mm-hmm. guy's that guy's uh, ligaments and tendons do not work anymore. They got absolutely <laughs> destroyed. I've never seen him show pain and grimace in his face. He's he's using like a, a fucking zombie, which we'll get to on outside his edge. Uh, but yeah. he was ah. he, he was hurted in that. Um, next, uh, let's talk a bit of a uh, Kathleen Chukagin. I figure that's where you're going next. Um, a couple of interesting points about Catelyn. Uh, obviously, she's she's one of the very, very best in that flyweight division. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, not exactly the, the hardest hitter, not exactly the best on the ground, but she's so good at everything to do with MMA. Uh, Jack of all so, trades, master of none. Exactly. She's, she's exactly that. Um, and she... She must have put herself in place now for a second shot at, uh, at Shevchenko. Um, no. You want to stop? Stop wanting people to go get murdered. 
Stop wanting people to go get murdered. The thing is, is, where does she go then? If she's not looking to face Shevchenko, where does she go? Because she's beat everybody else underneath Shevchenko. I got your answer. I'll tell you where she goes, not the hospital, which is where she would go if she faces Shevchenko. (laughs) No, that's Uh, that's, that's next. So it didn't make sense for next. You're right. Yeah. Um, interesting um, fact for her. She she just totally outclassed uh, Vivian Araujo. Uh, but the more interesting news is uh, is her Twitter action. Now, oh. I don't know if you know about this. Uh, I don't. But, but your boy, Derek Lewis, who I've also got some more news on, he was the kind of like, he was the, the kind of promotional slash host of, uh, of UFC oh, yeah. uh, this yeah. weekend. It the was dude, in town, yeah. Yeah, he, he provided a lot of comedy to this week. He, he told Francis Ngannou he fucking hates him. Uh, because, <laughs> and he said the reason was because when he stood next to him, he makes him look fat. Um, That's kind of true. He didn't know who Kathleen Chukagian was in the first place, but then when he was told by the uh, by the reporters that she's got some interesting uh, uh, stuff on her Twitter, um, he said he's got some videos to show her. Basically, I'm not going to spill it, but if you want to go and search out Kathleen Chukagian on Twitter and find out what she likes, that's on you. Oh, I'm looking right now. <laughs> Uh, and whilst uh, Ray's getting his, uh, he's getting his free con. Um, uh, Wait, no, no. <laughs> oh my god. Well, let's just say, Kathleen Chukagan likes the brothers. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute, though. <laughs> oh my God. Doug, I'm still going. <laughs> oh, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. Oh my God. I found my new favorite fighter. <laughs> oh my God. The wrong person to let know this was the Black Beast. It's over now. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! What in the world? You can keep going. I'm sorry. I'm 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 officially distracted. <laughs> so you mentioned Derek Lewis again there. Uh, I don't know if you've seen uh, what he did over the last couple of days, but somebody tried to steal his truck, so he knocked that motherfucker clean out. Oh yeah, that, I mean that's what we do down here in H Town, though. Like mm-hmm. that. Like so, if I could get rid of my uh, radio voice and. Speak on my H-Town voice. That's what I do down here. You know what I'm saying? So, and yeah. He did it. He definitely did it. Uh, let's get to the main event, though. We were uh, crowning uh, a new lightweight champion, no matter who won the fight, because that, that title was obviously vacated by uh, by Habib. Um, Michael Chandler, uh, America's kind of like a hero after... Uh, just never been able to reach the UFC uh, with contracts and and with uh, just the timings just not being right. Came in um, earlier this year, uh, destroyed Dan Hooker, uh, earned himself an instant title match, and he was put against Charles Oliveira, who um, I know is a, an absolute top draw fighter, but a lot of people were kind of sleeping on Charles Oliveira. 
mm-hmm. um, because he's he's been a, a journeyman in in uh, UFC. Mm-hmm. He's been in the company for uh, eleven years. Uh, the guy's on an eight, well now a nine fight win streak. This guy has been has been killing people, absolutely killing people. But because he's not a gate because he's not a, a Conor McGregor, because he's not a, a Habib, he's he's constantly being overlooked. Um, but he he earned his way into a title match, uh, and we had a little bit of a, a back and forth with uh, ourselves and PC Tunney over over uh, the the prelims about whether Oliveira stood a chance, and we all kind of went with Chandler. But uh, for me, I was I was not fully confident that Chandler could get the job done because I've seen what Charles Oliveira could do, yeah. and. By God, he proved it. Uh, first round for me, I thought was quite tight. Uh, Oliveira had, had certainly had chances to 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 do damage. Uh, the, his his groundwork was superb. The way he was kind of like able to twist uh, Michael Chandler's legs up and almost get a a heel hook in. But uh, Chandler did land up some big big blows. There was one point mm-hmm. where uh, where Charles ducked down to go for a takedown and he just got. He just got cracked on the temple, and that that shocked him. Um, so I had that that round maybe going to Chandler ten nine, uh, but apparently all three judges gave it ten eight to Chandler, which was shocking for me. But uh, Charles Oliveira was not having none of that shit. Uh, comes out <laughs> uh, comes out in the second round and just destroys Michael Chandler within nineteen seconds uh, to become uh, the the new lightweight champion. Uh, fully deserved. I felt so bad for Michael Chandler because it would have been a brilliant, too. it would have been a brilliant kind of fairy tale story to finally get to the UFC uh, and and be able to to um, to call yourself the very very best. He'll have another chance there because the yeah. guy is just he's just top draw. Uh, but yeah, I was I was really happy for Charles Oliver because he's now the he has the longest. Tenure before being a, a, a UFC champion of anybody uh, in wow. the company, eleven wow. eleven years uh, in the company and to be champion. Um, a great day for him. Great day for Brazilian. Uh, um, oh boy, the Brazilians yeah. took over Houston this weekend, yeah. and he has officially maybe the best ever celebration in history. Cause my boy was all my boy went from that boy. I think my boy went to Galveston. I think he went up to Conroe right fast. Went down to Katy. He went everywhere, like jumped in the crowd. Like all jokes aside, mm-hmm. like and I know him. You can tell when it means something to somebody. Like if you watched NXT this week and Bronson Reed won the North American Championship, and you see his lip lip quiver, and you see it like it means like it means something to him. That mean that resonates with me as a fan. Because that instantly makes me care about you that much more because we always want our athletes to care about it as much as we do. And that shows it. Um, fun fact. I was supposed to be out of town this weekend. I was supposed to go to San Antonio. That fell through. And I was supposed to go to Corpus Christi. That fell through. Long, so long story short, me and a lady friend of mine uh, were trying to find something to do. And... So we went to the aquarium here in Houston, which is downtown, and we knew there was a baseball game coming up. So we were wondering why it was so packed. Completely crossed, crossed, didn't cross my mind that there was UFC that night. Otherwise, we would have went. So I would have been there, and maybe your boy Oliveira would have jumped in my arms and we would have partied. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I mean, what you and me. 
you and Derek Lewis hosting the 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 fan conferences would have been absolutely superb. Oh, look, I'm Derek Lewis, my boy. If you ever host a podcast, I'm your host, dog. Mm-hmm. I'm the one for you. <laughs> That'll be the most Houston podcast ever. <laughs> but yeah, it looks like Derek Lewis is um, guaranteed now for the next title shot. The talks with Bones has apparently fell through uh, now, so. <laughs> Lewis is number one, isn't he? Um, I don't think... I think he's, like, number... Maybe number four. He gotta be number one, because he beat Blaze, who was number one. Let me... Let me check. While you check, I'd like to speak to the people about... Kalen Chukagan. Kalen Chukagan, bro. Go check that out, dog. So, he's three. He's actually number three. Uh, Who's number one? Steve Okay. Okay. Who's number two? Blaze better not be number two. Um. Oh no, it's, it is Lewis. Lewis is two. Stipe has okay. one. Lewis is two. That's fair, because Stipe lost, but he deserves a shot. I get that. I'm with that. Um. Duh, I just want to talk about Chukagan now. Like I don't really want to talk about anything <laughs> else at this point. I'm just saying. Well, who we? I think this is the perfect time to wrap up the show. So. <laughs> we'll so wrap it up. Ray, That's so. Nothing Ray is wrapped up on her on the Twitter and, page. I tell you that. He can go and do his uh, extensive research on uh, on Catelyn Chukagan. Next week, he will give us a blow by blow account of <laughs> Chukagan. Have you ever seen a Family Guy episode when he when Quagmire realized you can look at porn on your phone, and he was <laughs> gone for like three weeks and came back with the Popeye arm, <laughs> and just his eyes were bright red. <laughs> I haven't slept in three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Talk about breaking news. Oh man. Um. Yeah. I, there's nothing that can top that. Well, Chukagan can top that if you know what I mean. <laughs> this got really dirty really fast. Wow. Sorry, folks. Ooh, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not at all. Uh yeah, man. Hey, you got a new handle, bro. Tell the tell the good people your new handle. Yes, uh, after eleven years on Twitter with uh, at DJ Kirby, uh, I thought it was time to to perhaps change it up. Um, so yeah, I'm now at Podfather Mags. I like it. You are the Podfather. You are the big fish. You are the. Never mind, keep that one to myself. That was another Drew Kagan joke. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I think I'm going to regret telling you about. Yes, that's, the, that's probably Drew the worst Kagan. thing. Worst thing you've ever done, sir. Yep. Yep. From there will be, just like there's a Fern Gully reference in every Bandwagon uh, Nerds, Catelyn Chukagi will be referenced probably every Midweek Mainstay. Oh boy, I, I I just followed her. By the way, I need to. <laughs> hey, how you doing? I'm at Ray Cash, R E Y's and Mysterio, C A S H as in dollars. Let's pay the bills. We are a member of the Chair Shot Radio Network at Chair Shot Media. Um, of course, every every morning you can get great content, all diverse, different things we talk about on Chair Shot Radio every week. 
Um, you got um, Monday's PC Tunney, I believe. Tuesday and Wednesday are both Greg DeMarco and friends, Miranda and Patrick. We might jump in there every now and then. Of course, Thursday, you got us. Friday, you got, if they decide to come to work that day, <laughs> you got, uh, no, it's Friday PC? Or it's Friday, no, Friday is Platt and Blast. Mm-hmm. Saturday, of course, is Hockey Talk. Yeah, I'm trying. Look, I'm not great. I, I just listen to them all. Just listen yeah. to everyone all week because it's top draw con- content from from a plethora of of top draw uh, content creators. So, yeah. yep, you're getting you're getting three four podcasts a day, new, live, and that's just us. We ain't even talking about sister sister uh, uh, podcast networks. Like all seventy-five of the ones Mags is involved with, so how loud this? You know, we're just trying to get y'all this good stuff. Go buy some shirts, help us pay for this good stuff, uh, support, and uh, you know, we end this thing. Uh, Catlin, I'm coming to holler at you, ma'am. <laughs> what else you got, man? Uh, Are you going to tell the people to always use their head tonight? I, I am going to do that. Just um, make sure you you are tuning into uh, the uh, Ray and and Carl's uh, mini series. Such a good series. Uh, with, you know, Cheshire are killing it with these kind of like limited series. The 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 Mania Madness one was superb. Uh, the Five Tool Wrestler one is is top draw. Uh, but that comes to a, an end in a couple of weeks, and I'm sure uh, I might be slip sliding into that that. Uh, that spot again with a, a bad blunt replacement very soon, so keep your eyes open for that. I got a new nickname for you, bro. I've only just done changing my Twitter handle. I can't do it again. <laughs> no, you ain't got to change your Twitter handle, but you it could be another nickname. Ski Mask Mags, because you just put a ski mask on and robbed me of my spot. <laughs> ski Mask Mags. Hashtag Ski Mask Mags. Wow. Um, whilst I'm there, I might as well do a Nick Gage and rubber bank. MDK all day. <laughs> uh, hey, by the way, I don't watch Dark Side of the Ring as much as I should, but I have heard fantastic things about Nick's. I, I watched it, and I also watched the Chris Van Vliet interview that he did with uh, Nick Gage. They are essential viewing. Essential. That guy, um, for for... Whether you like him or not, whether you uh, uh, believe in, in redemption uh, and things like that, this guy is, is living redemption. The shit that he, he went through um, and to come out on the other side, um, yeah, it's 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 such a, a, a heartwarming story. And I love the way, what, what draws me to him, because what part of me wants to feel a way about him because he takes so much of black culture and kind of slightly appropriates it. Mm-hmm. But I know it's coming from a good place because I've I've read and seen so much about who he is and who he's become. But the way he treats people, the way he treats his fans, the way he sticks up for people who don't have a voice to stick up for themselves, mm-hmm. like, I fucks with Nick Gage Heavy. Yeah, I do. And- and f- for me, uh, I don't know a hell of a lot about him from uh, before his time with GCW, but he, there's no airs, no graces, there's no kind of filter with him. What you see is what you get. That guy is down for his people. Um, 
and yeah, he, he just seems so genuine, good, bad, ugly. Uh, he's he, he doesn't put on any kind of uh, act or pretense. That is the guy like him or or love him. Uh, but yep. his, his stories is. It's so heartwarming the fact that he's come through it. I mean, yep. there's so many. I mean, in wrestling, there's so many great stories like that. Booker T's story, uh, how oh, yeah. he uh, how he he had such a, a bad start in life and could have easily gone way off the rails, went to jail, um, and then came through to be the the star that he is. Nick Gage has has, has done that in spades uh, to the point where he was almost like. Dying of of drug overdoses, um, robbing banks, spending the money, and and kind of use the the prison service as a way to better himself as a human being, rather than kind of being stuck in that that loop of of offending, release, reoffending, and uh, being like uh, that kind of person that will be per- perpetually in in the the incarceration system. The guy came out and and bettered himself, and you. If if you don't like his style of wrestling, that's fine. But you've got to respect his 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 story. That's what prison's supposed to be rehabilitation. <laughs> and for the record, uh, I went to high school across the street from where Booker T went to high school at, and I've almost been shot and stabbed and uh, wow, tased. So yeah, I know what it is. Before we get out of here, you brought up Nick Gage, made me think about something. Uh, very somber but very strong and loving. Rest in peace, New Jack. And rest in peace to Don Carnoodle. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know much about Don Carnoodle, but I've heard that he was a, a pretty heavy hitter. And of course, we all know New Jack and how you feel about the dude personally, whatnot. If you're a wrestling fan, that's one human being you'll never forget. He and lived his else, life. He lived his life. And for nothing else, I'm appreciative for that. So rest in peace, rest in power to those guys. Uh, we're going to get out of here before I make some more Chukagan jokes and we got somber, so it wouldn't be appropriate. Um, so Max, let's get out of here and tell people what to do, man. You should always floor blah your floor blah. That sounds what Two Kagan is making on those Twitter videos. Is that not more? <laughs> blah, 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 blah. So I'd say, yeah. But yes, use your head, please. Um, and the chair shot way. <laughs>